Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast, where our church leaders have conversations to encourage and equip you in topics surrounding culture, theology, and the kingdom of God. Now, here's today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast. This is Vinny. Um, We're actually going to start this show in a kind of a different way (laughs) than we do most of our shows. Uh, The series that we're going to launch into over the next few weeks is actually dealing with the sanctity of life. So it can be a little heavy at times. Uh, But the reason why I'm dropping this intro is we actually recorded this series about a year ago. We we recording we're recording it last February and March of 2020, and so you're actually going to hear some references to some uh, events that had not just ha- had not yet happened, um, and so uh, we just want to let you know that that's why those references are in there, and we didn't feel it was appropriate to drop the series uh, over the last few months uh, through 2020 because life was heavy enough. But we think we're ready for it now, so we pray that this will be a blessing for you. So make sure to listen back over the next couple weeks because it's going to be a great series. Hey, Vinny. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for talking to me, Natalie. The co-host. I know. Whose show combined. is this right now? I know. <laughs> it's like, who gets to speak first? Yes. We'll, we'll go to you ladies for chivalry is not dead. Yes. Thank you. Um, so before we jump in, for our listeners, can you just kind of let us know why our church wanted to do a multi-part series on the podcast about Sanctity of Life? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think historically, if you've been around at Golden Hills for any length of time, you know that this is a topic that is very important uh, for the church. It's oftentimes tied to a political mindset, Mm -hmm. uh, but for us, it it has nothing to do with politics. Uh, Even the language of like, you know, something that's going to come up over the next couple weeks in pro-life, that's usually associated with a political way of thinking. But for us, it it strives and it, it starts at an ethical uh, hmm. uh, mindset and an ethical point. So for us, it's what is a biblical ethic of how we ought to view life. Uh, what I'm excited about what we've done is we're trying to be consistent with how we view life. So it's not just don't abort babies, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's way bigger than that. Uh, so it's, it's more of just, uh, recalibrating ourselves if we need it. And, and, um, even just continuing to enhance folks who already get it, but to say, how ought we view life, human life? And are we consistent with that? And hmm. is that is it because it comes from the Bible or yeah. is it because culture has told us what we ought to think about life? Awesome. And that leads us into us saying that sanctity of life is a Christian worldview. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So even using that term, uh, we would say that what we are specifically talking about, and as we want to be consistent as a church, if, if you've heard, um, you know, Pastor Phil preach a message any time in the last year, yeah. it's when are we going to graduate from the gospel? We won't. Yeah, never. <laughs> and he's pretty emphatic about that. Yes. So even in, in a topic like this saying how, when we talk about life, it's we're, we're deliberately looking at it from a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. not anything else. So and this is where, um, what we want to try to communicate over the next few weeks, even outside of abortion, but just when we're, when we're communicating about being, having a sanctity of life, it's what is a gospel centered view of life Mm, and and what is the gospel centered solution to the problems that we're seeing in the world? Um, if pro-life organizations are fantastic, but ultimately you could be an atheist Republican who's pro-life and support those causes, which means, well, then at the heart of it, it's not like it's, it's not necessarily Christian. It can Mm -hmm. be, you know, and oftentimes it is, but, but in it, in it of itself, it doesn't preach the gospel. 
And we're saying is the gospel ought to drive our motivation uh, for being involved in things like this. And so we're really saying, hey, what is a gospel-centered, Christ-centered view of how we engage issues of life? And, and ultimately, it's then looking at saying, okay, well, then who does God say that people mm. are? And who do, how does God determine uh, that there's uh, you know, something special about human beings? Yeah, and I think a specific sermon that you're referring to was on January 19th that Pastor Phil preached, and it was our Sanctity of Life Sunday entitled Made with Dignity. So I we highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. There's also notes that are linked to that and just kind of mull that over. And we're going to focus on that sermon. We're not going to like regurgitate the whole thing because mm-hmm. we would do a terrible job at that. Yeah. But just going along those lines that we're made in God's image, can you bring us back to the beginning of who, like, who are we? Who are humans? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, like Natalie said, Phil just knocked it out of the park on this. Uh, so in, the beautiful thing about this, the internet, is we have the Golden Hills podcast. We also have a Golden Hills sermon you podcast. Know, podcast. Yeah. So you could literally go back and search that and listen yes. to that right after you listen to this. So we're not going to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just touch on a few points. But when we have our understanding of who people are, we first start with, well, how has God revealed who people are. Hmm. So, uh, you know, the, the basis of this is in the creation story in Genesis one, where God said, Hey, you know, I want to make someone, <laughs> I've already made all these creatures, yeah. but I, I'm going to make something different. And so, uh, in, in Genesis one twenty six, it says, uh, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth on every creeping thing that creeps. And so mm-hmm. God created mankind in his image, uh, you know, male and female, he created them. And so right off the bat, what we see is there's something different about human beings than the rest of the created order. Hmm. Now, even after that, uh, there's commands that are given to the people. God bless them. He said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Hmm. Um, have dominion over the fish. Uh, you know, and we even see later on in, in Genesis two, where Adam has to go and name all the animals. Hmm. Well, in the ancient world, uh, when you gave something a name that demonstrated that you had mastery over that thing. Mm-hmm. So think about like when God changes uh, Jacob's name to Israel, right? Yeah. Or, or when, when a name is that, that's saying something about like, I declare that you are this now because your name has your identity. Well, for Adam, which the name Adam just means man. It's mm-hmm. like the first man. Uh, God is saying, guess what, man, I've made all this other stuff. I've already made the lights in the sky and calms the waters and all this stuff but I'm creating you and you actually get to have mastery over all those other things I made. Yeah. Uh, there's something different about you. God, after that step back and said, this is good now. Yeah. Right? Elephants didn't name giraffes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's not an equality there. And so yeah. while, while, uh, this is an example to say there's something different than animals. We're not all the same. Mm-hmm. And, and we should have more of a outcry for kids living in the foster care system than dogs living in Absolutely. dog shelters. Yeah. Or like, it's unequivocally like one is way more important than the other. Yes. However, we can't stop there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have our priorities in order. However, guess what? Human beings, as you are, have been commissioned to oversee creation, you need to care for those animals because yeah, you are demonstrating to creation that you reflect a good God. Yeah. And so, so that's the, the, the focal point is there is a hierarchy in creation. We're not all equal. Human beings are at the top of that hierarchy, but for a purpose to reflect, we're the Im- made in the image of God. We reflect that God to the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and we, we can't, uh, you know, deny that. Yeah. So in the garden, mm-hmm. every 
thing was good. Um, and then the fall happened. Yeah. Can you expand on what, how has that distorted our view as being an image bearer? What that looks like now that sin entered the world? Yeah, that's a great, great point question. So oftentimes, and Phil will do this in his teaching, he'll break up things into like four parts. He'll look at it at creation, fall, redemption, and then recreation. So at creation, all things are good, but then Genesis 3 happens. It didn't last very long. We, we have the fall. And there was something that happened in which human beings still, they have some sense of God's image there, yeah. but it's not the way it was supposed to be. Hmm. And uh, Christian theologians have argued about what, what actually happened, what was the effects of that in human beings. Um, but you, even if you just continue reading on in Genesis, we see that even post-fall, while humans have lost their status, they've been kicked out of the garden, right? They, they don't get to do the thing that they were doing before. Yeah. But there's still an aspect of it where there's a, there's, it, they're different than um, the rest of the animals in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, even something, look at something like Genesis 9-6, which is after the flood, and, and God declares, hey, guess what? The penalty for murder is death, um, and it's because human beings are made in God's image. So yeah. you don't kill an image bearer of God. And so this isn't Mosaic law. Uh, this isn't like we're not talking about Levitical law for penalties or anything like this is just specifically even in a fallen world where stuff is messed up, people still re- regain something that says there's an God's image is indwelling in them. Therefore, you treat them differently than you do goats Yeah. or than you would cows or something. Yeah. And then so. Like you're like four part is the fourth (laughs) redemption. Yeah. 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 No. So so we could get into, and and we'll look at redemption and reconciliation kind of as, you know, together for now, but fast forward. Well, what's the solution to this problem? We now have the solution in Jesus. So what God Mm -hmm. did in Jesus, which is, uh, you know, second Corinthians. I mean, there's so many passages you could talk about this on, but I think just a couple of them. uh, The first one would be second Corinthians five, where Paul talks that, um, uh, you know, he says, you know, God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Hmm. That is, in Christ, God was reconciled, uh, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Uh, Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled. So the idea there is that because Christ reconciled humanity to God, it's not just that's the end of the story. We've actually been commissioned now to go and do the same thing. It's obviously through Christ, but we're involved with recon- reconcil- uh, reconciling mm-hmm. uh, humankind to God. And that's the, the mission of the church is to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul also says in other writings, in, in Romans 8, 29, it's very clear that uh, uh, what, what happened by means of the gospel is that... Uh, human beings who have faith in God are now being reckoned, uh, being transformed into the image of Jesus, mm. the image of Jesus. Who's the true image of God. He's the way better Adam. And, and Paul talks yeah. about that throughout Romans. And so the idea is that, um, God did this thing in order to reconcile himself to the world, all of the world, but it first starts off with human beings because they're the ones that bear his image. And it's not that you bear his image. Once you believe in Jesus, it's not that you, you know, there, there's some people, it's not that uh, a popular way of, or a modern way of saying it would be Christians are not the only ones who bear the image of God. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Hindu also would yeah. in a sense, right? The Muslim would in a sense, the atheist would in a sense. Mm-hmm. However, what the Christian has, because he has been reconciled to God or she has been reconciled to God, that person is now being conformed to the image of Christ, who is the true Adam. 
And so there is a difference between us and them. However, there's still something inherently valuable in that Hindu or atheist or Muslim or whomever. Yeah. And that's where it's like, ah, so there's dignity in human people. There's something that's special about human people, regardless of what they look like or their religious background or lack of religious background that just becomes, that's a huge deal that we need to take seriously. Yeah. And at this point, if you're listening, you might be thinking, wait, the intro said we were talking about foster care and (laughs) adoption and abortion and this. And so where do we where do we go from here? And I see the importance of setting up that sanctity of life is a Christian worldview and just starting from the beginning of creation to where we are now and really knowing why we do what we do. Why do we believe what we believe? Because like you said, an atheist, it's like we're Christians are not the only ones that are in the foster system mm-hmm. supporting it, that support the, um, the, mother who's a teen and looking to give up her child for Mm -hmm. adoption it's like christians aren't the only one with skin in the game for that but as christians where do we go from here yeah and so it's 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 starting off with knowing who god says we are um if you just start in the if you just start at the pro-life abortion issue Mm -hmm. you're kind of like starting at thirty thousand feet yeah. Like you're, you're trying to rebuild the plane midair and it's like, no, you, you gotta, you gotta know where you're coming from and where you're going to, um, in order to really engage in this and be, have a holistic Christian thought. So yeah, like the point of this episode is to not really necessarily engage with any one issue. It's saying, yeah. no, we need to start by knowing who we are. Um, yeah. One thing I'm excited about is in a couple of weeks, Lord willing, because we have to say those sorts of things now, because know, who knows have. what's happening in the world yeah. right now, literally in the world right <laughs> yes. now. Um, but, uh, we're, we're going to start on a, a series through the book of Habakkuk. And much of what the book of Habakkuk deals with is um, in Hebrew, what's called a mishpat. It's the Hebrew word that it has to do with the justice of God. Mm-hmm. And, and this term isn't being used in a, a social justice way in the way that we would see in the media, yeah. because ultimately social justice, as we know it popularly, that's not a Christian response to problems because mm-hmm. it's not gospel centered. Yeah. And so, but, but well, how does God view justice? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very much a theme throughout the old Testament. So it, it's the idea that it, uh, it, it's t- treating a, another person, uh, you know, equally in terms of actually acknowledging that they have, um, uh, you know, dignity in this world. It's not having a preference made towards one group of people or another. This is the whole point in James two, when uh, there's this church service that James kind of puts together and he says, you know, there's this rich guy that I'm paraphrasing. It's the new oh. Vinny translation. <laughs> you can't find it at Barnes and Noble yet. But, uh, you know, there's a rich guy that comes into your church service and you're wounding yeah. over him because he's like rich and you know he's like yeah. highfalutin in the society and, and you want him to sit in the front of the church. And then this stinky homeless guy comes in and you're like, oh, man, stay in the back. You smell. You you probably don't have any finances to contribute yeah. to it. Like, and, and the whole point of James too is like faith without works is dead. It's, it's off that story that says how you treat people matters because God doesn't show equality towards people because of social status. You shouldn't either. Yeah. Uh, and so it's that same thing. How do we actually view people, whether they're unborn or they've been here five years or 50 years? Um, and, and so ultimately that's the thing that we're, we're looking at is saying, do we have a consistent starting point with how we view people? Uh, human persons and we do view them different than goats and dogs and termites, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but those things are important, but not as important. So we need to make sure that we actually 
treat them like they're infinitely more valuable. Yeah, and like how you say all people, so socioeconomic status, the mm-hmm. color of your skin, wh- where you live, if you're born, unborn, it's not. And I know Christians, we get pegged as, mm-hmm. and I've seen this meme, and if you're online, I'm sure you have two where there's like two kids drowning in the water mm. and the Christians outside, they're throwing the rope yep. to the kid that is in the womb and we're like, save this one. And then the kid that's in foster care, we're like, mm, we have our backs to them. Yeah. And although I don't agree with that, I think we do. Um, and maybe some of us do feel that way in, in our church, but I think this, what I'm excited about for this series is just to show that all humans should be treated with dignity. And we believe in the sanctity of all humans, mm-hmm. not just the unborn. Like we're here for all the people. Cause that's what the gospel tells us. Absolutely. And even, even right there, what we are not saying, and we, what you are not hearing us say, and I, I have to be emphatic about this. We are not trying to sneak in some sort of um, political agenda. No. Because here's what's going to happen. People on the right are going to hear one thing and people on the left are going to hear one thing. And yeah. it's like, we don't care about those issues. Not, I don't want to say it like that. We, we, we don't That's care about the political ramification. Yeah. yeah. Because all t- they're important because God has blessed us to live in a society where we can make influence by our votes yeah. and that sort of thing. So praise God. Mm-hmm. We would have a different conversation if we lived in China where you Absolutely, live in a totalitarian yeah. government and you don't have that access. So we want to be good citizens in, in the ways we can, but ultimately a political ideology is not going to be the solution to this problem, whether you're on the right or on the left, because ultimately a political ideology is not gospel centered. Mm-hmm. So what we are saying is if we're going to be Christian, uh, consistent Christians, if we actually believe like second Corinthians five says that we are ambassadors for Christ, well, what is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone who lives in a foreign land who is associated with an embassy in that foreign land, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have an ambassador to America in America who's an American. (laughs) You have an ambassador to America uh, from France or or Chile or something like that. So the the concept of an ambassador is you live in another land, you're part of an embassy. Well, what does that mean? Oh, ambassadors, that's Christians, and the embassy is the local church. Like that's, that, that's, that's what the, the local church is. It's an embassy in a foreign land. That, that's not the kingdom of God. Yeah. We live in America. It's not the kingdom of God. Yes. God bless America and so many, and yeah. what he's given us. But that's not, that's not the kingdom of God. So yeah. what we're saying is what's a, a, a gospel centered kingdom view of how people ought to be viewed. And from there you say, okay, if this is what it is, now let's make this inform how we view pro-life issues or how we view foster issues or how we view uh, anything, uh, whether it's racial issues or, or anything. It needs to start with that standpoint of saying, no, this is God, you know, Christ-centered and gospel-centered. Yeah. Well, thanks, Vinny. For I'm excited. Is this going to be fun <laughs> over know, the next couple I weeks? I am excited. And it's, we want to emphasize, too, that to make sure to listen to every episode, mm-hmm. as in most series, you don't want to skip, like, uh, one of the episodes just if you're watching anything you're listening whatever it is because it's going to tell a story in yeah. a sense over the next yeah so we encourage you to listen to each episode um, yeah and we look forward to having you guys join us we hope today's episode was a blessing to you please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills podcast in your favorite podcast app like Spotify Google Play or Apple Podcasts And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.com.